When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The CHGO Blackhawks postgame show powered by ComEd is getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. That was the effing win of the year. The Hawks beat the Colorado Avalanche three to two. Suck it, DNVR. That's right. <laughs> it's evergreen. <laughs> three two at the United Center. An awesome game. We're going to break it down. It's Jay Zawoski. It's Mario Tirabasi. We are live at the Broken Barrel Bar. 2548 North Southport Avenue with our friends from Goose Island. Yes. The Blackhawks pale ales are flowing. The 312s are flowing, and everybody here is really happy Hell yeah. after that Blackhawks win. There's geese in, indoors. It's they amazing. did. We brought in geese simply for this broadcast. <laughs> it is a uh, promotional disaster, but hey, we have the sound effects here. Quite messy. They're making now. a mess. Yes, they're <laughs> making an absolute mess, but totally worth it for the branding. I'm sure our friends at Goose Island are very happy, but that was a hell of a game, Mario. Yes. Three to two Hawks win. Uh, the Hawks get goals from uh, Ryan Donato, Lucas Reichel, and Tyler Johnson. A pair of assists for Connor Bedard. And we're going to start the show by telling you how to vote for the four star of the game. Your three stars, Connor Bedard, with two assists and six shots on goal. Peter Mrazek, outstanding again. Of the game. 35 saves for him. And your number one star of the game with a goal and an assist. And plus two, it was Ryan Donato. Those are your three stars. So here are your nominees for four star of the game. We'll reveal the winner at the end of the broadcast. We're going to give you four options tonight because, frankly, all these guys deserve the opportunity. There were enough in this game to give four. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> not, I, not common, but it happens. Yeah, Isaac Phillips was absolutely terrific. Plus one, a shot on goal, five shot attempts, and three hits. How about Nikita Zaitsev? 17-17 of ice time. Two assists, a shot on goal, three shot attempts, and two hits. Give him the Norris. Colin Blackwell in his return to the lineup for the first time in 700 years. <laughs> 1641 of ice time, three shots on goal, five shot attempts, six hits, Dude. including one on Nathan McKinnon that he's Everywhere. still crying about. Everywhere tonight. Yep. And Lucas Reichel played his game of the year. A goal, three shots on goal. A sweet snipe set up by Connor Bedard and just flying. He was everywhere in yes. this game. So lots of good options. Lock in your vote. And uh, we'll reveal the winner at the end. Greg Boyson will join us from the UC in a little bit. But let's talk about this game, man. Uh, just where do you want to start? There's there's a lot of good to talk about in this one. I think the overarching uh, narrative of this game was just this was a game that you could give the Blackhawks every reason to just pack it in and be like, it's a sick one <laughs> loss. Yeah, it's the abs. It's it's Nathan McKinnon on the heater. And the Blackhawks came out and had the best collective effort from a from a top to bottom complete roster effort yep. that they've had all season and this is one of the most depleted rosters that they have played with all year philip kurishev we haven't mentioned yet didn't play in this game right. he was a late scratch because of illness so already you're down defensively and then you take a guy off of your top line and you have to throw in ryan donato 
Uh, Cole Gutman comes in, takes the place of Kershev in the lineup. Colin Blackwell makes a season debut. And like so many excuses for the Blackhawks to have an absolute stinker tonight. And they had maybe their best collective effort pound for pound this season. Yeah, Impressive co- top to bottom. My cousin is a big uh, sports wagerer. And he texted me about a half hour before the game. He said, do the Hawks have any chances when I said no? (laughs) Do not take your money. Which, fair. (laughs) Fair. Absolutely fair advice. And look, like, were they heavily outplayed for the vast majority of the game? Yes. They had three shots on goal in the third period, which also included a a pair of power plays for them. Uh, it, It just, they're overmatched. They're outclassed. But damn it, they put together the kind of game you're supposed to. And... Like, I don't want to overstate the importance of Colin Blackwell, but there's a guy who plays with speed and does things the right way. He finishes his checks. He clears the puck. He wins board battles. Like, more of that. And that sort of stuff can be contagious throughout the course the course of a game. You have, like, guys like Felino, Donato. Yeah. Those are the guys that really – of course, Connor Bedard was great. We're going to talk about him, too. But your role players in this game were, the, were your best players, and that's how when you are overmatched, if you're not going to win on the special teams, power play, penalty kill, you're going to do it by just executing. And yeah. their execution night was really, really strong. Yeah, I mean, and this is still a this is still a team and a roster largely built with role players. So when those guys aren't going, that's when you have those games where it's just like one, two, three goals against you, and the game's already out of reach. Right. This was a game where the Blackhawks came out. Everyone executed to what they needed to do. And this was a game where Connor Bedard uh, came in with Lucas Reichel, who's a guy that's been underperforming this season, his best game of the year. Ryan Donato is is gone from the fourth line to the top line because Kurevshev's out, and he has a first-star performance of the night. Yeah. Like, like that top line looked like a legitimate top line, and there have been few nights this season when the Blackhawks' top line has looked that well, has played that well and looked that cohesive. So I would love for Lucas Reichel and Connor Bedard to be getting some chemistry going because that's going to have a trickle-down effect. If your top line with your best skilled players are playing the way that they're supposed to be, everything from below that can start to fall into place. Your second line can be supplementary scoring. Your third line can be either, you know, choose your adventure on the night. Can they be a scorer? (laughs) Can can they be a defensive (laughs) line? And then your fourth line can continuously focus on being that energy line, maybe a little bit more defensively responsible, maybe kicking a goal that you don't expect from from time to time. So when when everything kind of falls into place where it should, you should be able to get efforts like this night in and night out. And, And that's, what we haven't been able to see this this season with this team because of injuries, because of lineup shifting, because of you know, well, quite, I mean, quite frankly, because Lucas some nights too. Yeah, effort, absolutely. We've harped on it a lot, but and and I think too when you have a, a guy like Lucas Reichel who's suppo- whose role is supposed to be what he did tonight. Yeah, when he hasn't been doing that, then you have to okay, you have to play him down on the second line, down on the third line, down on the fourth line, scratch him like. When he's playing what up to the level that we all expected him to, and what he has shown that he's capable of, this team can call all fall in line behind it, yeah, behind him and Bedard and, and so on and so forth. So, this was a game where that all kind of felt like it fell into place, and then you had a goaltending effort that you can trust, and it is just so evident how different this team plays when Peter Morazic is in goal compared to Arvidsson. Well, yeah, and you you know you play with the confidence to know that. If you make a mistake, it's not going to end up in the back of your net. And the way Soderblom's been playing, it might end up in the back of the net when you don't make a mistake. Right. And that makes you extra tentative and extra hesitant. And that's the worst kind of way a team can play. And look, 
Like we've talked about this with Reichel all year where he has played a little bit timid. He finally gets a goal where he feels like he used his speed. He used his shot. He scored a sweet snipe of a goal. Yeah. And from that moment on, he was a different dude. It was like, that's what he needed yeah. to feel himself again. And again, he can come out against Montreal later this week and just look like total ass. That's a possibility, right? Of course. But in this game, we saw Reichel. He made a great dish to the Bedard later in the game. Like he was effective. Mm-hmm. His shots on goal were, they weren't just like little tricklers that rolled in on the goalie. They were legitimately dangerous shots on goal. He would, you could tell he was feeling confident again. And he looks like the guy we saw at the end of last season, as opposed to the first 30 games of this season. You know, what's even great about Reichel that he's not going to get credit for the first goal of the game as we're looking at the replay here on, on, on the TV first goal of the game that goes to Ryan Donato off the rebound from the Bedard shot. Yeah. Reichel's right at the he other right post. There. Yep. He went right to the front of the net. It's exactly what you're supposed to do and exactly what we've been asking all these guys to do all season. Play simple. Go to the front of the net. Be there for a rebound. Be there for a fluky bounce. Donato was was the beneficiary of it tonight, but Reichel was right there too. And and when you you know earlier in the year we would have games where the three of us would be a little bit fired up after the game because we didn't like the effort, we didn't like the the way the team went out and played. And I think it's because we know there have been instances this season where we've seen flashes of what this team showed tonight, mm-hmm. and they're capable of it. Which is why it's frustrating when they come out and get pasted by a bad team like Arizona. Arizona's not bad, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you, you go and lay an egg against Columbus and Arizona when they played when expect- they played them early this year. Yeah, the expectations were yeah it shouldn't be eight one. So it's these are encouraging. You hope look like the last game too. They lost against Vancouver, but at least they were competitive. Mm-hmm. It was a good game for the majority of it. They played well against Edmonton. Yes, you know, fine, uh, but. You want to minim- You want to start stringing these things together, mm-hmm. and they've got an opportunity here coming up where the schedule isn't quite as hellish as it's been. Knock on uh, wood. We th- said this before. Yeah, this we said a- this before. Get <laughs> the underside of the table here. Yeah. Uh, you know that, that, and that's where they fall in a trap. But hopefully, that lesson's been learned finally. Mm-hmm. And if you can get these guys clicking, and Kevin Korczynski skated with the team today, so he's close. Yeah. Kurashev just has a bug. Uh, the FNCCO thing is like I don't know when that's going to end. It's not even skating yet, but. You're, they're starting to get a little bit healthier too, so yeah. we'll see. And and again, I I really like what Blackwell brought to the game uh, today as well. Um, so yeah. there, there's a lot of positive here. Anyone want to any chat? Any uh, we can't see the comments. Today. Yeah, it was actually just we have a couple. Yeah, on, them on these let's, notes. Let's here. hit them right away. Kaz can a dollar ninety nine. Oh, this is the person this. that has my picture, right? It is. Yeah. It is. You wearing the helmet? It's weird, but. <laughs> Do do you? That's fine. Oh, Better you than about to get weirder. Sweet. Uh, it, it's a Miley Cyrus lyric here. Uh, oh, this is the one you have to sing? Yeah, uh, sing it. Sing it. Uh, Callum Blackwell it. came in like a wrecking ball. Okay. That was as much as you're going to get me to sing. Okay. So. I liked it. All right. That's, that's less effort than the Blackhawks gave tonight, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you see the hockey with the $2 super chat, DMVR must be losing their effing their minds. Oh, I think great game. I cannot wait to listen to DMVR's podcast. <laughs> I, on did the way see, I did see a couple comments in our chat that said oh, that, that oh they boy. were in fact losing oh. their mind. They, this happened last year. They had a, they had a December game against the Blackhawks in which the abs looked like, but, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, DMVR had a, had a rough night. Hey, so play better, right? It'll be interesting. Don't lose to the Blackhawks in December. Yeah. No excuse to play like a champion. Yeah. Ralph J, $2 super chat. Pretty impressed with Zaitsev's, Zaitsev's offensive play. Yes. Yeah. Nikita Zaitsev, for as much as we expected him to be terrible this year and unplayable in the lineup, has been the opposite of that. Like, he looks fine. Yeah. I think, for me, I think the thing with Zaitsev is 
Venus has no future here. <laughs> and I said, I don't know if it might have been one of the days you were off. Yeah. It feels like there's the Blackhawks and also Nikita Zaitsev. Yeah. Like, I don't even hadn't even thought of him as like a really a member of the team. But since he's been in since the injuries, he's played well. Bye, Cody. Thanks for coming. Uh, Did the Cubs sign Ballinger yet? <laughs> they didn't get Shoei either yet. Uh, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Don't upset him. He's having a good day. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. But oh, Zaitsev. Um, yeah. Being part of the team. Just. He has come in and shaken off the rust, which is obviously understandable. Yeah. And he's been what you need when you're suffering injuries and you're depleted in your depth. Just don't mess up. And he's been better than that. He's been not only is he not messing up, he's been a, a, a net positive, I think. Especially tonight. Look, would I rather see somebody else in the power play to see what they can do? Yeah. But... <laughs> Again, he's not going to make mistakes. He's not going to cost you. Ends up with two assists. Setting up the the Tyler Johnson goal was beautiful. It was a great pass. He gets the pass to Felino. Felino fakes the shot. And uh, Panger broke this down really nicely that um, the goalie thought that Felino was going to shoot because of the positioning. Puts it right in the tape to Tyler Johnson in front. And Tyler Johnson is going to score that goal nine out of ten times. Yeah. Um, it's, just an, it's just an overall very satisfying win because mm. you saw it. You saw it. Finally, what we have seen in practice and what we've talked about so many shows, like, it's not complicated. We see him execute in practice. Luke Richardson's not saying anything complicated. This isn't Jeremy Cowlton all over again where no one knows what the hell to do. Yeah. Why isn't it showing up on the ice? Tonight it showed up on the ice, and it's very, very satisfying. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a simple system that can lead to simple, positive results. And I think you saw it, you saw it tonight. And, and the, the game was 3-2. The two goals that the Avalanche scored were on pretty close, not back-to-back, but pretty close power plays yeah. like in, in congruency. There's a big word. Nice. Um, but on, at, at, I'll say at five-on-five, five, you outscored the Avs 2 nothing. Right. You know, you, yep. got, you got a power play goal yourself. You know, if, if you play a little bit more of a disciplined game, stay out of the box, this game might not have been 3-2. It might have been 3-1. Like, to have that kind of performance against the Avs is, is, is really impressive. Um, coming off of the heels of the of the Vancouver game, which yes, you still lost, but it was a better effort than we have seen in weeks from this team. Um, and Nick Foligno talked after the game uh, against Vancouver about how that effort is what they're trying to accomplish. That kind of effort is what they're trying to do to set up like what is Blackhawks hockey. So in the last two games, I think we've we have seen two efforts that you can hang your hat on and say. That's what this team should be able to do night in and night out. You know what I liked about this one, too, which is different from what we've seen most of the season? The Hawks played their best period the second period. Yes. They were really strong and uh, had a huge advantage in in shots for 19 shots for 16 against at five on five. They had five high danger chances in the second period to two against uh, played really well. Now, the third period was very different. At five on five, <laughs> yeah. the Hawks had one shot attempt at five on five and thirteen against. But you know, you know, up just, up in the game, yeah. Colorado's going to send everything they have, and they certainly did. And that's why Peter Mrazek is your number two star of the game. And I think that that might be underselling his performance a little bit. He was great. Yeah. And there were a couple opportunities, like there was a shot where Miko Rantanen just missed the net where he should have absolutely scored. But for the most part, what I'm seeing from Mrazek a lot lately is confidence to be well out of the crease but in a controlled fashion like yeah back in the day we would see him lose his crease a lot because he would kind of lose the puck and he'd go for a swim 
you're seeing him way out in front, challenging shooters. And the first period, he goes out to the blue line practically yes. for a poke check. That was that he's was a so very confident. nervy play. Yes, but and we're just watching the highlights here, and he's just he just has a great sense of where the puck is, where the puck's going. Yeah, uh, you saw the paddle save he made against Vancouver. Like mm-hmm. he is really seeing the puck well right now. And he's playing with a ton of confidence. And for him, yeah, this is a guy who, you know, Toronto gives the Hawks a first-round pick just to take him away mm-hmm. and then struggles last year, and there's zero expectation for him this year. And look, this guy's fighting for his NHL career. And so far, he has been one of the most consistent Blackhawks all year. Has there been a bad game here or there? Yeah. But anytime you play behind a roster like this, you're going to have bad nights. But for the most part, Peter Mrazek's given this chance, this team a chance to win. I would say in three out of four of his starts this year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. At I mean, least, at least that he is. Last year, you know, between Salok and Mrazek, and you know the cycle of goalies that the Blackhawks had to go through last year. We we were talking about Mrazek last year is just like ah, just don't pull your groin. Like this, <laughs> like this year, he's out there. He's he's making a difference. He's he's not just out there making you know enough saves to make it a four goal game or a five goal like he's going out there ste- like stealing some games stealing some performances for the Blackhawks this year uh and it's been really great to see for a guy who in the last couple of years has just been fighting health uh to 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 find consistency and and I think he's found it this year um like you said there's been some games where he's been subpar but I mean on this team that's going to be expected Given where the goaltending situation is with this team, I know the goaltending market in the NHL is kind of getting hot with some teams needing some yeah. help. I, I, part of me is kind of like, what's the harm in keeping Peter Mraz? You kind of have to keep him. You know? Like you like, <laughs> you kind of have to. Are, are, are you going to, you know, is what you're going to get maybe for a desperate team to, to give off Peter Mrazek? Is that worth going the rest of the season with Arvid Soderblom and Jackson Stauber? <sighs> like, I don't think so. And going into next year, you're probably not going to have Drew Comezzo be an NHL player for the majority of next season yet. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. So what's the harm in bringing him back if he's playing like this? Right. I'm I'm down with it. So I'm which I'm 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 happy to see that out of Peter Mraz because this is a guy that's bounced around. Yeah. And he's looked for consistency. Now he's found consistency. Give him a little bit of a home. And if you give him a if you give him a deal for next year, and the groin problems return. You're at least a little more comfortable bringing Camesso up, right? Because he's got a full pro year it's, under his belt. It's year two, and you know that he's close to becoming an NHL goalie, so that's a little less uncomfortable for for Kyle Davidson, I think, at that point. Yeah. But look, like at this point, if it's anything less than a second round pick, I'm not even picking up the phone about Morazic. Doesn't seem worth. If it. I get a second round, if someone a, a mid to high second, I'm listening. And then maybe I'm trying to go acquire maybe an anti Ranta, somebody like that. Who yeah, can just maybe come down and hold the maybe fort it's down. a goalie swap or something. Yeah, with a little extra, maybe. But. Yeah, that's something I would think about. All right, we got some quotes coming in uh, from the locker room. We're going to get to on the other side of this break. Greg Boyson will join us shortly as well. So uh, we're going to get to that. But first, we got to take our first time out. And uh, Mario is going to tell you about our friends at Circa. Yeah, earlier uh, you 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 advocated against betting on this <laughs> on this game for the Blackhawks. But if you did bet, hopefully you did it with Circa Sportsbook because they are the best sportsbook around with tight money line splits and low hold models. Uh, their games on Circa Sportsbook strive to be at a minus 110 split when others 
uh, we'll have it at a minus 115 or 120, for example. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to those other books. They have high app limits and great uh, customer transparency. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winning. So if you're winning a lot, Circus Sports will not say, hey, you're winning too much. You're taking too much of our money. Take all the money you want from Circus Sportsbook as long as you are winning. Uh, and every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit those winning players. And they have tremendous customer service. Uh, there are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. Boo! Terrible chatbots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sportsbook at Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Hope to see you in June. Download yes. the Circus Sports yes. Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois-app and sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If someone you know or yourself uh, may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537 or text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. And if you do want to win with flooring, you need to, go, you need to call our friends at Empire today. Empire. With Empire today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats. They have people trying to be like them because why wouldn't you? They're the best. They cannot beat Empire on quality, service, or speed. What they do do instead is they say, we've got these super low prices for this here crappy flooring. You don't want crappy flooring. Empire is not going to promise you the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs, and Empire is not doing that. Here's a cool thing. If you want to know exactly how the Empire floor is going to look in your house, you can use their virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see what exactly those floors will look like in any space. It's easy. You just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your home. And Empire prides themselves on their convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their home's lighting and decor so they can make an informed decision. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. And all listeners here of CHGO can receive $350 off when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. We want to shout out our friends here at the Broken Barrel Bar at 2548 North Southport. The food here is fantastic. Very good. I had the sliders. I know you had uh, some tacos. Tacos. Tacos were good. The tots were amazing. I saw a bunch of people getting like ice cream sundaes and banana splits <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. That just looked killer. Uh, we're here with our friends at Goose Island. So, of course, you got the Blackhawks Pale Ales, the 312s, and all things Goose Island flowing at the bar so if you're yeah. watching us live and you and you live in the area you got about another uh half hour or so so come on down join us grab a cold one with us after the game uh as we wait for greg boyson to join he, us he is here oh he's here we right. also have four super chats what do we want to do first Ooh, let's, let's knock out the super, yeah, chats, let's do the and super then... chats all right rapid Welcome fire super chats all right. uh this one a three dollar super chat from eris mix 23 betsy and reichel connecting so beautiful hashtag future yes correct give me 15 more years of hashtag that. present We've got a $2 super chat from Benjamin. He didn't put anything in there, but I appreciate oh, the super chat. Thanks for the money. Thanks, Ben. Uh, Chris Martin, a $2 super chat. Miles from Coldplay? From Coldplay. Wow. It, Damn. It could How be, much super could, chat? Two. Two dollars. He oh, needs to chime in cheap. more. Yeah. Come on. God. I don't know what Coldplay makes. He's got that goop money. Let's go. 
Miles Wood should have been first star. All right. Miles Wood, yes. Took some dumb penalties tonight. Uh, Benjamin Zinti, $2 super chat. Isaac Phillips is a strong, steady defenseman. He sure looked the part today. Sure I love is. Isaac Phillips. I think he should be up here all year. Yep. I think that will fall on deaf ears. I was a little bit surprised to see why Kaiser on the ice with the empty net instead of Isaac Phillips based on how they played today. But I will say yeah. why Kaiser made a couple nice plays at the end of the game there to tip, uh, to secure the win. He did. He did cost me 37 cents. Ah, I had 37 right. cents left in my uh, sports betting account. And he was plus 1,500 to score a goal. So I'm like, F it. I'm going to throw my 37 cents <laughs> on a Wyatt Kaiser anytime goal scorer. Took the chance. I'm going to invoice him for 37 cents next time <laughs> we're at practice. All right, let's go out to the United Center and welcome our buddy, our pal. It's Greg Boise. Greg, we can't see you, but we can hear you. Are you in the car? Can you? Can you hear me? I know we were having uh, – all right. I know we were testing this out earlier, but uh, – And hear you, yes. Yes. Well, you don't need to see me. Uh you're being spared having to look at me, so you just have to hear me. Uh, what do we hear after this game? I assume Luke Luke Richardson had to be quite pleased with this performance. Yeah, he was very happy. Obviously, um, drink. Uh, they had um, <laughs> all right. Consistency is a is been a buzzword, uh, and you got two back to back great efforts after one of your worst games in the of the year. And tonight was a night you could have very easily. Um, uh, mail this in. You you're playing one of the best teams in the league, a team that pretty much handed you your ass. Your uh, the first time they here's your ass, uh, handed it to you the first time you played them. Uh, Philip Kurashev is a late scratch, and yet you 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 beat the Colorado Avalanche. Granted, they did not have Kale McCarr, but uh, it didn't matter. They outside of those two power play goals to Val uh, Nick Kushin. He played a real good game. Peter Mrazek was great. I'm sure you guys have been talking about how good uh, Reichel and Bedard were together. Yes. Um, Colin Blackwell was very effective in his first game back. Um, Isaac Phillips was very impressive on the back end tonight. And and just to get – I know he wasn't out there with the, the empty net, but Isaac Phillips was pretty much out there every time the Nathan McKinnon line was out there. That I mean, I'm awesome. sure – that had a lot to do with also Connor Murphy being out there. And he's basically the, the one reliable guy you have uh, out there, but uh, that shows a lot. And, and Luke Richardson had some high praise for uh, Isaac Phillips. So he may not uh, be heading back to Rockford anytime soon. I hope he does. Good. He is. He, I mean, Look, I know that we see things with the eye test that Luke Richardson has a different eye and a different eye test than his coaching staff does, Kevin Dean, and they know what they're looking at more than I do. But if I'm watching a game and I say, which of these six dudes is playing solid defense, the answer is almost always Isaac Phillips. He is solid. He is strong. He has speed. He's good with the stick. He makes calm plays, calculated plays. He doesn't panic under pressure. I don't know exactly how I said, I've said this many times. I don't know how you t call him into the office when Seth Jones and Kevin Korczynski get healthy and say, young man, thank you for your time. You're going back to Rockford. I don't know how you can possibly do that to him at this point. Yeah, no, he's, I think he, he looks every bit the part of an NHL player. He's got the size. He's got the speed. You know, I think when guys start to get healthy, um, you know, yeah, Louis, Louis Crevier has been nice, but 
you know, he needs to go back to Rockford. Uh, Philip Bruce, who we learned from Ryan Donato post game, his nickname is the Rooster. So maybe Love I that. don't, maybe I don't want him to go back. That was nice. my, that was my favorite thing from tonight. That and that there is a player playing for the uh, Ottawa Senators who scored his first NHL goal tonight, named Angus Crookshank. Nice. Wow. My favorite pirate. Um, by the I, way, I tweeted out that he's my favorite character from Braveheart. <laughs> yes. There you go. Uh, lift up your kilt and show it to him after you score. <laughs> uh, quote here from our old pal Jesse, uh, formerly of DNVR. This is a quote from Devon Taves, the lesser of the Taves. He says, quote, I think we've got some guys who think they're playing well, and I think they're kidding themselves at this point. Ooh. I love when when the Hawks cause other teams to melt down and question, yeah. and question um, their integrity. <laughs> listen, they were under the avalanche's skin all night tonight. And some of that had to do with Colin Blackwell. Luke Richardson said he was chirping from game warm-ups on the bench, getting under guys' skin. Black, uh, we talked to Blackwell after the game. Uh, and he obviously he said, you know, his second favorite thing to do in this league after scoring a goal is talking crap to other guys and getting under their skin and getting them frustrated. And he certainly was like, you know, even after the at the final horn, Miko Ratnan tried to go after him as they were celebrating the win. Like he was pissing people off. And sometimes, man, that's more effective than uh, than a 95 mile per hour slap shot. Well, I, I mean. Look, you, you talk about his game, and he, we have him as one of the nominees for four-star with three shots on goal, five-shot attempts, six hits. You've got the Colorado Avalanche down a goal with 34 seconds left, and Ryan Johansson's like, you know what? Screw this. I want to be shorthanded and just punches <laughs> him in the face and gets a two-minute roughing. The Hawks end the game in the power play, and maybe Colorado could have at least gotten a point out of it. Instead, they walk away with nothing, which is what they deserved, and uh, it is fun to see that. And, like, I said when we started the show, I don't want to oversell the value of Colin Blackwell, and he has been a punchline of ours since we've really started the show because of his uh, proficiency to kind of fall down when he has the puck. But he brings something that this team lacks. He brings north and south. He brings speed. He brings physicality. He brings a little bit of swagger. He is a dude that is going to bring everything he's got for the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Okay. And uh, yeah, uh, we, we did get the full Colin Blackwell experience tonight because now he didn't fall down. There was a play where he got the puck and then like skated through a guy, but then got himself right to the front of the net and couldn't get a shot off. And I was like, there he is. There's Colin Blackwell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was good to see him out there. And he was, he was emotional after the game and uh, you know, um, uh, he, he hadn't played in almost a full calendar year. So to get back out there and, and uh, you know, play, play again, it meant a lot to him and he was effective and, and, you know, he played his game. He said one thing that he, he thought about a lot, all of that almost a year, he was away from the game. Um, he thought last season, he wasn't hard enough to play against and he wanted to change that this year. And so far one game in, no complaints. Well, for a guy who hasn't played a game in 295 days, you know, from battling back from injuries, you'd think you'd be a little bit uh, cautious maybe in your return and, and not go completely all out. But you can tell he had 295 days of built-up frustration and energy that he was just – he could not wait 
take it out there. And it's funny, like it was what was it last month, like early in November when he started skating again? Maybe it wasn't that recent, maybe that far off. Skating for over a month, yeah, yeah. And and like we would see him at Pride say, Well, he looks like he's close, but then he just was never really mentioned as part of the lineup, part of the plans. And then all of a sudden, we got kind of before the Vancouver game, thought, Okay, he'll probably be back next game, and came out like he's been playing all year. And Luke trusted him. He was playing shorthanded. He played almost 17 minutes and was clearly one of the better Blackhawks uh, on the night. And look, I hope that's not just kind of a outlier because it's a guy who's suddenly playing with uh, the energy of a return. And then things are going to sort of dip back down as things get a little more normal for him. But look, there's one thing I've never questioned about Colin Blackwell throughout his time here, uh, be it last year, whatever. He's out there given what he's got. And, and sometimes you need a guy like that on your roster to come out and perform and set an example and say, look, like, I don't care who we're playing. I don't care that it's the Colorado Avalanche or the Vegas Golden Knights or whoever it might be. We're going to come out and we're going to play these guys as if we belong on the ice with them. Because guess what? We're in the NHL, too. And I think sometimes just seeing guys on the bottom six of your team not be afraid can be contagious and spread to the rest of the team. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw that play uh, with about a minute or so to go when Blackwell took a big run and, and and just drilled Nathan McKinnon. And then McKinnon got back up, puck came to him, went to fire off a slap shot, and his stick broke because he must have cracked it on that hit that he took from Blackwell. So that made him even more frustrated. Uh, and Luke Richardson said he he was he was cursing Blackwell the whole way back to the bench after his stick broke. So. <laughs> It was a fun game tonight. It was a full house, uh, an energetic crowd. Once we got the correct chant going, and I'll take credit for that. Um, you know, it was <laughs> people were in it, and uh, you know, the Blackhawks gave them a fun every time Connor Bedard had the puck. Man, this building started buzzing, and then Reichel had had his his game, and um, just a really fun game. They, they, you know, this is you know two games in a row with a consistent effort. Two games in a row playing like last year's Blackhawks. Maybe they're finally starting to get it and they're figuring out that simple, do the little things and just give an effort. And you never know. You're going to catch some teams off guard. You're going to catch some teams that are like, oh, the Blackhawks are the get right team. They lost eight to one and seven to one to Seattle. And then the, the Blue Jackets, who scored nine goals tonight, uh, by the way. <laughs> so we're not the worst against the Blue Jackets. The Buffalo Sabres are now. Wow, that is – hey, but they scored four, so there you go. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope we haven't gotten to the point where we're just already taking the dart for granted because we are almost – we're over a half hour into the show, and it's the first time we've talked about him at any length. I think we're starting to see Tom Bedard figuring it out. He has found that balance of distributing the puck and being aggressive with the shot he was outstanding tonight. We were seeing, like, throughout the game, just kind of following along with hockey Twitter as the night goes on, like Frank Saravalli and people from out of town were noticing how great and how effective Connor Bedard was for this entire game. And you mentioned, like, the crowd swell every time he touched the puck. We've seen that all year, but it feels a little bit different now because I think part of it was, like, the early excitement of, oh, there he is, he's got it. But now it's it's getting to the point where every time he touches the puck, something good is going to happen. He could have had two, maybe three goals in this game. Um, there was one that he tipped in front that was saved. There was another one that had just hit an ankle on the way to the net and went wide. He was absolutely dynamic and terrific this entire game. 
Oh, for sure. And uh, I think if we could, no, I don't think, I know if we could get this Lucas Reichel on his wing for the rest of the season, I mean, he's got a guy that actually can make other teams pay when they try to put three guys and surround him. Uh, part of the reason teams have been going, that, that's something we see in every post-game chat, and we see it on our, on our social media accounts. He turns over the puck too much. He turns over the puck too much. Well, it's easy when three or four guys converge on him because they know there's no one else on the ice that could save him. Well, if we get this Reichel for an extended period of time, teams are going to stop putting three guys on Reich, on Bedard the second he gets in the zone. And if they don't, Reichel might be there to kill him. And then they, that's going to start creating more space for Bedard where we could see even more special things out of him. Uh, but- I, I know this is easy to say, but for me it looked like this was – maybe the most Reichel has enjoyed playing hockey this year. It's good if you look at the, if you look at the thumbnail, I mean that he's not even celebrating his goal. That's Donato's <laughs> goal. And then you yeah. see at the, the celebration between Bedard and Reichel on that second goal, the one that Reichel scores, it just looks like this was kind of like the coming out party for Reichel where this was for the first time. I feel like maybe he's actually turning a corner. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that first period might be the period we look back at the end of the year going, that's when things changed for him. Uh, he could have had that first goal too, because both Donato and Reichel were had Gorgiev surrounded. They were on both sides, so it was just a matter of who's going to get touch the puck first, and it was Donato. And Donato has the best goal celebrations. Every time he scores, you you, you would think it was Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final. Um, but yeah, Reichel. That, yeah, that was that was Reichel's first five on five goal of the season. It was his first goal where he really like use that dynamic shot that we've seen so hopefully that gets him rolling he did a lot of the little things on the ice too that's what luke richardson said he was he kept his feet moving he was he went to the gritty areas more than once and uh, he got rewarded for it so hopefully he sees that and uh you know um keeps on doing that uh but it it, it was a great game for bedard he took this one was personal for him because when we talked to him this morning after morning skate he had said that first game against colorado was kind of his first real welcome to the nhl kid moment where they he said, of his life. he said like they they took it to me hard that night and i didn't forget about it and he came out saying you're not doing that to me again well he we're starting to see him play angry you know like not like out of control and but like you could see him wanting to make things happen and wanting to dictate. And I think like we saw a little bit early on of him maybe being a little deferential and wanting to not be like a me guy. And remember, he was sort of like, well, I'm not just a scorer. I'm not just a shooter. I'm a guy that likes to pass too. Um, and maybe opting for that pass more often than not. Now you're seeing a really good distribution of shooting and passing. He's picking his spots correctly. When the shot's there, he's taking it. When the pass is there, he's making it. Like the, the setup to Mobilier the other night, you had the setup today to Reichel like unselfish and he's starting to get to the point where it's starting to get to the point rather where if Reichel can be the kind of guy he was tonight that is going to be the best thing for Connor Bedard because guess what for the first time all season opponents are going to have to actually prepare for someone else on Connor Bedard's line like no knock on Philip Kurashev or Ryan Donato or Nick Felino or whoever you want to throw in there they don't scare defenders they just don't they simply do not it's it, it, Bedard is the one guy in that line that gives him any threat. So when you see and get frustrated when you see Bedard try to stick handle between four defensemen, 
Well, if there was someone out there that was a threat, they would have some guys, you know, maybe cheating that way a little bit. If if this is the start of Reichel's resurgence, that's going to open things up for Bedard as well. And it's not just going to be getting assists on rebounds or stuff like that. It's going to be getting more ice to himself. And that might be the most important thing in terms of Reichel's improvement here. So I, I, I hope that after the end of the next game, we're not pissed off about Reichel again. And I really do hope that that goal was the spark he needed to, to get that game back to where it was last season. The fact that Connor Bedard somehow has 16 assists was this ridiculously bad <laughs> depleted lineup is just give him a call there already. I mean, that's insane. Like when you look at who's playing on this roster right now, um, the fact that he's got 16 assists at this point of the season is, is pretty special. Yeah, he's been he's been as advertised, you know, I, I, and I think for people who were, uh, you know, people who are trying to write him off and saying, like, ah, he's overrated. He's not as he's not as strong as everybody said he was going to be. Uh, he's been great. And you're starting to see, like, as, as you go through a season with teams, like the cream starts to rise to the top, right? Like, OK, this team maybe got off to not the greatest start, but you're starting to see him elevating the standings. You're starting to see the same thing with Bedard moving up ahead of the other rookies in the, in the scoring competition. Yeah. And uh, uh, one thing I wanted to point out tonight, uh, that power play goal, the Tyler Johnson, uh, the Tyler Johnson goal uh, that was the game winner and uh, won me a helmet tonight, if we had a helmet. Um, But uh, that play, Luke Richardson gave us a a peek behind the curtain. He said in the uh, second intermission, Derek Plant kind of, sat the power play unit down and gave him a different uh, zone entry attack. And it worked on that play. I mean, I was, all I was seeing in my feed from multiple people were get Nikita Zaitsev off the top power play, get Nikita Zaitsev off the top power play. And then moments later, here's Zaitsev starting that play that leads to the game winning goal. It's like you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's man. To me, I think it's pretty obvious. We said it to start the show. This is the best win of the year, right? Like, there's no doubt about that to you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, probably. I mean, it's right up there. Uh, the only one that I think kind of compares to this uh, maybe would be both of those Toronto wins. The one in Toronto, yeah. you kind of gave it to them. And then the other one, you you came from two goals down and beat them in overtime to Jason Dickinson. But I think as, as far as like complete team wins. This is the most impressive when you consider who wasn't on the ice tonight. Seth Jones, no Kevin Korchinski, no Alex Vlasic, no Anthony Sioux, no Joey Anderson. Whoa. And then Philip Kurashev is a last second scratch. And it's like, you, and then you beat the Colorado Avalanche. Who, Yes, I guess I said earlier, no Kale McCarr, but they still had their top line that was, God, they're scary in person with Ranton and Niskushin and, and, and McKinnon. But other than that line, I can't name one other. I can't remember one dangerous five-on-five chance that came that didn't come from that co- that top Colorado line. That's probably what uh, Devin Taves is talking about. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, boy, McKinnon, though, is terrifying every time he touches the He's clock. so good. And then I it saw is- him. I saw him after the game walk out of the locker room on my way to the Hawks room, and I'm like, He's not that he's not a big guy. And like like he's not one of those guys where if you saw him on the street, you'd be like, Oh, that's world class hockey player. But dude, he's so good. 
He's so fast. <laughs> we had a bunch of guys here from uh, – we had our buddies. Uh, Johnny was here and Will and AJ showed up for the broadcast, and we were just kind of sort of shooting the crap during intermissions. And and uh, and, and I was asked about, like, Pavel Bure. Like, was he really that great? And I, and I was like, yes, he was. Uh, but when I watched McKinnon with, with the speed, that, that is a guy that he reminds me of. But he's also – Unlike Beret, yeah, he's got Beret's speed, but he's also a guy that can run your ass over too. Like, I really feel like the fact that he plays in Colorado has been kind of a disservice to him a little bit because they're not really a featured team. They should be, they but should be. Really, yeah, Nathan McKinnon should be a household name. He's one of the two or three best players in the league. I thought when he won, when they won the cup two years ago, that he, he that was going to be like his like crowning moment where people were going to give him his due around the league. And it seemed like that had the effect for Kale McCarr and not Nathan McKinnon. But uh, Nathan McKinnon is a top three, top two player. He should be in the same conversation with uh, Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews as like best players in the league. Uh, Cause he is, he is phenomenal. All right, Greg, anything you want to add before you go? Anything, any notes we should, uh, we should be aware of. Uh, I think I covered it all. I mean, it was obviously a pretty, pretty happy locker room, uh, a good spirited locker room. There were some injury updates this morning. I don't know if you guys talked about those, but I'm sure people have been asking. Um, uh, Seth Jones probably won't play until after the new year. Um, wow. He he said, uh, Luke Richardson said, definitely won't be before Christmas. And there's only like one game after Christmas before the first of the year. So, uh, he said that his, his was a well, they thought it wasn't that bad of an injury, but like two days later, it was like getting worse, so that's why they did the IR stent. So, um, he said Vlasic is, is, a, is ahead of Jones and maybe get him back on the ice in the next couple of days. We'll see, they're not practicing tomorrow. Uh, he felt confident that Joey Anderson would be able to return when his seven day IR stent is over, so that didn't sound super serious. Uh, and we're and we're still waiting on um, Athens CU to get on the ice. He's really struggling getting that growing back to 100. percent And there's no reason to rush a guy when his greatest asset to this team is his speed. You need right. to have you can't have him on a, on a bad twig. And uh, Kevin Korczynski, who skated this morning, uh, back with the team. They want to give him a couple days of practice before getting. They said he only skated once while he was home in Saskatoon, so they want to get his legs back under him. And and it looks like Jared Tenorti might be uh, coming back soon as well. So they're going to get healthy in a hurry, it seems. And the sooner got, the better. They got some tough dis- defensive decisions to make uh, as this team gets healthy defensively. Even even if it's just Korczynski and Vlasic or Tenorti coming back soon, like. They're going to have to make some tough choices. Yeah. We'll see because it's. You're going to have to tell some guys that are playing well yeah. that they're either sitting or going back to Rockford. The Hawks are too deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good problem to have that we didn't expect to have this year. Exactly. All right, Greg. Have a good ride home, man. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. Yep. Can't wait. See you, boys, tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, By the way, speaking of this week, uh, this week on Thursday, we're going to have Nick Felino in studio with hey, us. So don't miss hey, Thursday's right. show. 2.30 show. It looks like Nick's going to arrive around 3 o'clock, so he'll join us kind of at the halfway point. Five months in the making. Hell yeah. Finally. It's here. Nick Foligno's going to be in studio. Can't wait. It's going to be an awesome time. We'll be doing our Around the League show tomorrow with the What Chaos guys and uh, doing all that sort of stuff. But remember, Thursday, 2.30, Nick Foligno on the show. But hey, 
Want to welcome a new sponsor to the show, Prize Picks. It's the most fun I've had winning up to 25% of my money this hockey season. Uh, sorry, basketball season. Hockey, <laughs> hockey basketball. It's both seasons. You just like two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. They've got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. That's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash chgo and use code chgo for a first deposit match up to $100. Nice. That's prizepicks.com slash chgo with code chgo. That is a up to $100 first deposit match. Daily fantasy sports made easy. That is prizepicks.com. Hey, oh, with all that money that you're making off of your daily fantasy sports with prize picks, you might be able to get yourself an electric vehicle, Ooh. and it is getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. And that is something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well being of all of us who share it, thanks to ComEd. That's correct, Mario. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Hey, oh, whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. Hey, uh, Jay, after you take your sip of water, yes, tell us what should <laughs> for this <laughs> for the ASMR, uh, what should business owners do to make sure that they can uh, have a better tomorrow? Just go to comed.com slash clean there. They can learn more about the resources, fleet rebates and infrastructure incentives available to help their businesses go electric. If you own a business, Charlie, the bacon guy, don't wait. <laughs> Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. And if we want to see a whole fleet mm -hmm. of uh, bacon vehicles. Bacon mobiles. Powered by electricity. Uh, did you say to go to comed.com slash clean? Yes. Go there now and right. see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. All right, we've got oh, to yeah. do a couple of our segments here. How's the uh, how's the four star looking there, Stephen? The four star. There was four really good candidates today. Yeah, I agree. True. We picked them, and I'm really happy to say that today. There's no graphic. That's not. I'm not happy about that. Ooh, darn. But it's it's Lucas Reichel winning it today. Hey, all right. Yeah. Much deserved. Just got his third goal of the season. He it had was a, a nice one. He had a great game. Uh, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, like getting him activated, getting him. Some chemistry with Connor Bedard, like Philip Kershaw has has built some chemistry with Connor Bedard. The three of them can get clicking together. Oof, look out! You have you have a a top line of the future of the Blackhawks. Now, are they going to be the top line for the next fifteen years? Yes. Well, probably not, but <laughs> maybe, but probably not. But as long as as those guys are going in the right direction, you build some confidence in those young players, especially for Reichel. Um, that's going to do wonders for you. So you saw the goal, saw the little stick twirls, throw the throw the stick yeah. down, sheath your sword or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's confidence. And I, as much as he has said, I'm fine with my confidence, uh, and much as we have said he looks unconfident, yes. he has it. He has it in him to be a, a top six skilled forward in the NHL. And I think the more we see it from him on a consistent basis – the more we're going to get excited that, you know what, he's arriving uh, and, and becoming that NHL player that we all expect him to be. I think sometimes these do just seem to be reminded that hockey's fun. 
you know, yeah. and just go out there and play your game and enjoy the game and stop stressing and just yes. go out there and put the puck on the net and good things happen. So we had four nominees today. We had Reichel, Blackwell, Zaitsev, Phillips. Can you give us a rundown of the percentages? Yeah, Lucas Reichel had 60% of the vote. Calvin Blackwell was a predictable second with 28%. Okay. Isaac Phillips with 9%. And then Nikita Zaitsev with 4%. This is Zaitsev erasure, and I will not have it. That's a little low. He played way better than that. So yeah, he, I mean, he played really we well. We forced in four today just to make sure we got all the players that deserved recognition. And Crazy. Only 4%. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. Yeah. It was a it was a solid game for all of them, and hey, if if it's an if it's a game where we have four nominees, yeah, that usually means good things happen for Absolutely, the Hawks. Absolutely, yeah. We're not stretch we're not stretching to four nominees for a, a terrible game. Exactly. We our, do have a super chat. Oh, let's do it. Anyway. Uh, this is a five dollars super chat from Brandon Sakura. How are the Ice Hawks doing? Their deer playing well in Chicago. Credit to Andrew Sorensen for growing these kids with the Hawks. Uh, you need to wait till the rebuild report is published. Uh, <laughs> that comes out on Wednesdays. Ice Hawks have been in a bit of a skid recently but uh i think they won their last game if i'm not mistaken so uh, i mean for the most part they've been they've been pretty good uh they started off really hot but uh you know they've had some poor performances uh recently uh let's see here yeah they last two games they beat the iowa wild take that stinky guy and uh last game was an overtime loss to the chicago wolves but that was a game they were down three one Ended up forcing overtime three to three. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, Greg, Greg's got the Ice Hogs beat. They've been doing, uh, they've been doing okay, you know, this season and for a good portion of time here recently. Uh, they've been out with, they've been out uh, some of their more prominent players because the Blackhawks have been so injured. Jay, you mentioned waiting until things are published. You uh, published an article about the power play just a little bit ago, and now, I did. In the last two games since then, they have scored goals two. In the last game, that won today on the power play. Is there, are things turning around finally? Well, they're not. So I, what I'm seeing differently is they're not like what was pissing me off about the, not just me, pretty much everybody that watched it, <laughs> about the slingshot was they were so committed to like the slingshot power play, the puck carrier carries it in the middle and then drops the puck without any sort of context. Like, is the guy you're dropping the puck to covered? Is he looking at you? Does he have a stick? Is he alive? Don't just throw the puck behind you just because you're supposed to. They've sort of started letting they started playing with a little more instinct and context, I guess, for lack of a better word. So they've been executing their entries a lot better. I will say the power play didn't look great today a few times. They did get a power play goal, of course. Just one, I think, or just, yeah, one. just one. Yeah, one, just one. Six, yeah. Um, but in general, like when they here's the thing: when they get the puck in the zone with power play unit one, they're solid. Their challenge is getting it and setting up. The entries are still not good enough. They've been better, but they're still not good enough. Um, and I would just like to see them, as I've said all year, regardless of whether or not the slingshot is working slightly more often, just dump it in, go get it, and get the damn puck to Bedard and let him do his thing. And when they start doing that, and when they do and it happens, you know, when once again, they're set up in the zone, they get good looks, they get good movement, but it's just a matter of establishing possession in the offensive zone. That's been an issue for them. There was one uh, power play in this game. I think it was in the, I think it was in the late in the second period. Um, I think Philip Bruce was the puck carrier, and he took it. He took it across the red line, basically to the Blackhawks' offensive zone uh, at the blue line, and he was still like side shimmying, like looking to pass it back. And I'm like, dude. You're three quarters of the way down the ice. <laughs> You've already made it. Just go into the zone or chip it in. Like you don't need to pass it back. Like you're in. You're basically in the zone. 
um, yeah, I mean, that's one of those instances where you're just like, just make the simple play, you know, like it, 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 the, the complexity of the slingshot power play doesn't need to be the default. It, it, it can be an option, but with this team, with especially with the roster, with where the roster is at right now, simplicity is, is the best way forward. If you want to see that piece I wrote about the power play, uh, go check it out, allchgo.com. It is in my latest Blackhawks beat. Um, with help from uh, Steve Peters from PHNX, former NHL video coach, mm-hmm. uh, goaltender, knows his stuff. It broke it down on video for us. Uh, I think Thursday I'll probably publish that video so everybody can see it now that the, it's lived on the Blackhawks beat for a week. Yeah. Um, but good t- good reminder, there's good stuff with the rebuild report from Mario and Greg and yes. the Blackhawks beat for me uh, behind the uh, diehard-only paywall. But check it out. It's a great thing. And look, the holidays are here. Get your loved one, the uh, sports fan in your life, ACHGO diehard membership. All right, let's wrap the show up. But before we do, we have to go to Connor's Corner. As soon he as said, I hit the music, here it is. The music Very nice. An active Connor's Corner. Connor Bedard ends the game with two assists, plus two, six shots on goal, uh, missed shot. Uh, he had two takeaways and won 60% of his five faceoffs. But, hey, 60% <laughs> is 60%. Uh, really good game for him. And you're starting to see him put together impressive performance after impressive performance after impressive performance. And you know what that means? He's impressive. Yeah, he has been impressive. 28 points on the season uh, in 31 games. Uh, well over a 70-plus uh, point pace this season. He has a, uh, by last count, 10-point advantage over the next rookie in the NHL as far as point production goes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so long as he keeps that up, that Calder uh, trophy is is very likely his. I'm going to make a prediction. Steven, you can mark this down. Okay. By this time next month, by January 19th, Connor Bedard will be an over-point-per-game player. Okay. How far off that pace is he right now? He's 28 points in 31 games. He's very close. Yeah. So, yeah. He's only getting better. Yep. How about a, a four-point night on Friday? That, that, that would, will make him a point-per-game player. That would make me right. How about that? That'd be fun. <laughs> All right. We want to wrap up the show, but first we've got to tell you about some of our great sponsors. Mario's going to tell you about Chevy. Yes. Our partner, Ray Chevrolet, is having their biggest sale of the year right now. So make your way over to Ray Chevrolet on Route 12 in Fox Lake. That's up by me by the state line. Uh, Join in on the savings for their model year-end sales event. As one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. But right now, they're trying to make room for incoming 2024 models. So all of their current inventory must go. Plus, you can find the perfect tailgate vehicle at Ray Chevy because they have over 100 new Chevy Silverados in stock. And that's not all. You can get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until spring of 2024. It's a lot of zeros. Or you could save over $3,000 on a new Chevy Blazer, $4,000 on a new Chevy Equinox, or over $10,000. I'm going to talk about a lot of zeros. Over $10,000 on a Chevy Silverado. And to top it all off, they're pricing over 125 vehicles under $20,000. You can get pricing. Can you get pricing more affordable than that? I say no. And I know everyone loves the word free, and that's what you'll get this month at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. A free oil change. Who doesn't love that? 
All you need to do is mention CHGO when scheduling your oil change online or on the phone. You got to hurry, though. This exclusive offer ends December 31st, 2023, the last day of 2023. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com to get your model year-end savings. They have been serving their community since 1963. Find new roads. That's more zeros than a Smashing Pumpkins merch stand. So many zeros. Huh? Steven, yeah, with me. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, hey, we are here at the Broken Barrel Bar on twenty five forty eight North Southport because of our friends at Goose Island. They are our proud beer sponsor, proud. and they're Chicago's beer, your beer. Yes. Since nineteen eighty eight, they've got the fantastic beer roster, the new Beer Hug family, the three one two Weed Ale. That's the uh, the flagship. You've got the full pocket pills. That's what the Goose Island Brewers are drinking. You got your Blackhawks Pale Ale, your Bull and Goose, all of the great stuff from Goose Island. Grab yourself an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house from their taproom on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. I right. want to say, yeah. yes. I, I was not fed up with what Greg was saying. Uh, sometimes when you have a gluten sensitivity, yeah, there's some gluten fall in your you food. get glutened. So, All right, confession that's, time. That's Steven what and I, we went to the gluten R Us. Yeah. And we got some gluten and we sprinkled it on your on your tacos. Damn it. I put a little in this water too. It's a prank. It's wow. You glutened up my water? Yeah. <laughs> gluten full. Yep. Prank prank so. him. Got him. We're we're all good. We're all good. Did all we right. Who's your hawk winner? Everything. Uh, we said it during the segment. We Greg won. So if it does, mm-hmm. if it's not me that wins, we just kind of don't. Yeah, really we just don't. I like Greg. That. Greg. Yeah. Greg won. Uh, just picture Greg I feel like this, like, is this the third straight uh who's your hawk where the winner isn't present to win the it is. Uh, to wear the helmet it's it great. is I, I not that we brought it but... I'm taking it on purpose because I hate wearing that helmet maybe we'll have a new one I'm watching the Hawks game again. maybe we'll have a new one soon <laughs> yeah the replay the replays on if you if yeah. you missed it turn it on right now and you can <laughs> you can relive the glory of this game I will I will say though I will uh I will go back and, and rewatch if it's available I've, I've Hulu Live TV uh if it's available, I would like to go back and see the uh, Hawks cast that they had uh, today with Charlie Romiliotis and Brian Bickle was on the broadcast. Some uh, it's a black former Blackhawk that we don't hear from all too often, but I would love to uh, to hear how Bickle was, get an update on his life, and uh, see how he's been doing. I'm mad at him. Why? I wrote him this year and I said, "Hey, we're looking for a contributor." He goes, "I'm good." Yeah, and now he's out with Charlie Romiliotis. He's having a good time fishing and. Ah, make, making one trip a year to Chicago. That's all right. Thursday, we're going to have Nick Felino on the show. Yes. Uh, showtime 2.30. Felino should be on around 3, so don't miss Thursday's show. But, hey, tomorrow's show is going to be great, too, mm-hmm. as we talk to Pete and or DJ from uh, the What Chaos podcast, waiting for them to respond via Slack. Come on, fellas. Let's go. <laughs> we need our show to be galvanized tomorrow. So jump on uh, tomorrow, 2.30, Thursday, 2.30, and then a game day on Friday and Saturday. Busy week yes. here at CHGO Blackhawks, and we are powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. We want to thank Stephen for running the show. We want to thank all the great folks here at Broken Barrel Bar for their hospitality. Great food, great service, mm-hmm. great Goose Island beers. Come check this place out, 2548 North Southport. Beautiful, huge. Like, I went to the to the washroom, uh, and I saw, like, holy shit, there's, yeah. like, a whole other part of this bar. It goes, it goes way back there, and then it goes up. Yeah, it's a very cool place. So yes. come check it out. Broken Barrel Bar, 2548 North Southport in Chicago. Thanks to Goose Island and to Broken Barrel for having us. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Broken Barrel.
y'all silly like the mayor. 